Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast space where life feels lighter. You know, sometimes life can have us feeling worn out and weighed down, locked up and left out, or just simply looking for more. And if that sounds like you, then you are in the right place. You can live freed up and not fed up. So in today's episode, we're going to take a little trip down this year's memory lane and listen to a few excerpts from some of the most powerful episodes we've featured right here on Freed Up this year of 2021. So get locked in. I know you'll want to be reminded of some of the amazing conversations that we've had this year, some of the great content that we've shared about trauma, about our path to healing, listening in about doubt, and especially having an opportunity to put an ear in on what it takes to really support men's mental health. So get situated for this one. We'll be right back in just a moment. Well, you know, we've kicked off our year of 2021 having a release party. We've talked about it all year long. One of the very first episodes that we hosted after we launched the release party was episode 46 entitled Seven Principles for Your Path to Healing. I want to play a little bit of that because this one blessed me so much. I just figured it had to bless you too. Listen in for just a moment. So today we're going to talk about healing and look at some principles and practices that will help us on our healing journey, our freed up journey. Now, healing can be defined as the process of restoring or getting back to a place of health and wholeness. It's the process of learning about and removing whatever is blocking our overall balance of health. You know, in today's get it done now culture, It's important to remind ourselves that something so complex and important as our mental health isn't possible because of the how-tos for quick remedies that you might get in a YouTube video. There are no quick commercials for how to get rid of anxiety fast, and there are no pop-up ads that promise to erase and get rid of unhealthy behavior patterns and habits. No. Healing is a process that requires a commitment and an investment. It's going to demand from each of us discipline, dedication, and a continuous desire to keep moving forward, no matter how many times we might fall down, take a step back to the side, or that we might wish for quicker results. Healing is a lifelong pursuit that has many stages and phases. It's not linear. And many times it can feel like a maze, but it's worth everything that we will put into it. Well, if you're like me, I know that you want to live your best life spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And in order to do that, I think it would be a good idea to go back and listen to that full episode to get all seven principles I believe that it'll be great just to review as you finish this year out strong. Well, here's our next excerpt, and I know you are going to be excited about it because this year was our first time to really zero in and focus in on men's mental health. We featured some 
really amazing guests in this segment. We had a licensed professional counselor who came on. We also had an author who shared with us from his book. And we had one of Freed Up's friends talk about his journey in forgiving his father after several years of carrying a lot of emotional pain and baggage. So take a listen. What are some of the mental health issues that seem to be prevalent that show up in your practice? So if you could say these are themes when men present to me, this is generally going to be something that they're concerned with. Well, I would say that depression is number one. I would probably say anger management and um, what I would like to call emotional dismissiveness because that affects a lot of relationships. What I may see is him being extremely irritable. I may see him engaging in womanizing. I may see him engaging in like becoming a workaholic or turning to some type of substance abuse or um, something of that nature, even some kind of distraction technique. But the whole time he's actually depressed. But when you see him externalizing these behaviors in order to not feel uh, weak or vulnerable or, you you know, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so um, so the, the depression that they come in, you'll see the guy come in and he looks really angry, but all in all, he's actually depressed. So, mm-hmm. um, like I said, if, since, since it presents differently, we have to look at it. You have to look at the underlying issues that uh, of, in terms of like why the man is coming into counseling. This thing about the socialization of men in general, but particularly for black men, is you know, not being able to, not being taught or a space open up to emote. How, how do you see that shifting? Like what needs to happen for us to make changes in that area? So I think one of the most fundamental ways that a, uh, a boy, sometimes even a man um, develops their masculinity is through the affirmation of other men. Um, Mm -hmm. And, so for me, I think that looks like, for like, so when my mom says it's okay to cry, I'm like, of course you think it's okay to cry. <laughs> um, I, I, that's a, that's like I, I I expect that like because society tells us that women are women can't emote and men can't. Um, mm-hmm. But with my dad, it's like, no, it's okay to cry. That does a whole different thing. Uh, when, my, when my dad is like, how are you feeling? And don't just tell me good. Don't just tell me bad. Like I want to hear specifically how you're feeling and what made you feel that way. That opens up a new possibility for me um, as, as his son. One way of shifting that is for like increasingly black men saying that that is okay. Uh, to be able to begin to have this journey and have these conversations with with people like my father and and, uh, to go through that experience and have the courage, really, right? To give give you the courage to fight through that doubt, to to lay down the anger and and have that be replaced with forgiveness. Um, That I forgive you. When we talk about that with people that I talk to, that, that I coach and that I mentor, just the power of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You're freeing yourself because that allows, that's like gasoline to the fire, right? If you can't forgive, uh, it's constantly going to burn into your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and into your mind, into the mental health scenario. I think it all goes hand in hand. I am so proud of Freed Up for hosting such great conversation to assist our men in their journey toward getting freed up in their mental health. Well, in this year also, I shared a whole lot more about some of the things that I was working to release. And one of those was in the area of doubt and really learning to trust God and believe God for his promises, even when things didn't look like I wanted them to look. This episode about doubt was something that apparently resonated with so many of you based upon your comments and sharing back. So I want you to listen in to hear a few of those practical strategies that I shared about dealing with the doubt in our lives. I shared those at the end of that episode, but I encourage you to go back and listen to that whole episode just to get the background on why we doubt what causes it at times. And these strategies will help you press through. Listen in. I want to share three practical strategies and steps for chipping away at the nagging voices of doubt in our lives. These are ones that I'm incorporating, and I hope that you will think about these as well. The first thing is to practice awareness and mindfulness. Yes, this is a strategy we talk about frequently on Freed Up. When you ask God to show you how to move those barriers in your life for his purposes, please know that he's going to show you. This means pray first. And then we have to pay attention on purpose. So do some tracking, do some investigating. Write down the doubts that come to your mind during the day and evening, and then get curious about them. What are they about? Are they related to a specific area or topic? Or are they about many different things? Well, you won't know how to deal with them until you know what they are. So write them down so you can identify any patterns of doubt that might be showing up in your life. And then two, practice self-compassion. Listen, God has so much grace for us, y'all. He's not up there trying to bop us over our heads every time we struggle with doubts. He wants us to move closer to him in faith and trust every day. And he is a loving father who knows that we are weak in this area. So just like God gives us grace and shows compassion to us, we have got to do the same things for ourselves. And what I realized in my experience in this area of growth is that me shaming myself into change or putting myself down or beating myself up does not motivate me to get to the desired change that I want to see. As a matter of fact, generally, it has the opposite effect. It can emotionally spiral me down, further down. And so be kind to yourself. When you hear yourself doubting, just simply say something like, I am doubting right now and that's not what I want to do. God, thank you for showing me. And then thank God that you've recognized it so you can make those adjustments. And then the third thing is this, create a space in your journal and make two columns. One that says the doubts and the other that says the truth or the facts. And for each doubt that surfaces, write the opposite response. So for example, if I say, I doubt that God will do this for me, in the opposite column, I may write, God loves me and has come through for me time and time again, or God is faithful to his promises. 
And I've been doing this over the last year or so. And now I'm practicing it mentally. When the doubts arise, I'm speaking directly to those doubts, just like I would if I wrote them down in that journal. Now, this will be very similar to the reframing exercise that we did a long time ago when we covered unhelpful thinking patterns. Do you see the similarities? And by the way, if you don't have the exact truth about something, you can simply write this. I am safe in God's care right now in this moment. Wow, just hearing that again made me check to see, am I still using those strategies for myself? I hope they were helpful for you too. Remember, we get to hold each other accountable on this freed up journey. Before I play this last clip, I just want to say that this year we really dug in deeply. I just want to remind us of all of the content that we covered this year. We had some great conversations about life after trauma, which I'm going to share a clip in a moment. But we also talked a little bit about suicide prevention this year. We talked about how do you deal with addiction and what are some key tools and resources that you can use to support yourself and loved ones who may be dealing with substance use issues. We talked about harm reduction as one of those ways to give support. We also had content around understanding the ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences. And then we had a freed up friend, Alicia, come on and share about her life after trauma as a breast cancer survivor and after dealing with many losses in her lives. These are some of the episodes that we've hosted in this last part of 2021. And if you are a new listener, I encourage you to go back. If you are a continued listener of Freed Up, I want to also offer you the opportunity to go back and pull an episode that you think you'd like to hear again. I believe they will bless you even more the second time around. Now, for this final clip that I want to play for us, Life After Trauma, When God Opens Your Eyes. This one, straight from my heart, straight to my heart, because it was so much for me, and I believed it would bless you as well. So listen in as this episode clip was around a woman in the Bible named Hagar. Take a listen to this one. Sometimes trauma can blind us to the new places God wants to show us and take us. At times, it's the anxiety we feel that unsettles our mind and our thinking. The grief that is so overwhelming that we can't see anything beyond the misery and pain we feel. When God opened her eyes, he gave her elevated spiritual vision. Yeah, that's right. What she couldn't see before, now she could see. What she couldn't think about before, now she could think it. And what she couldn't do before, now she could do it. And I simply want to just say that these abilities were not just for Hagar. They are for us too, as we allow God to open our eyes in the midst of our difficult situations. Well, maybe you are having some Hagar moments in your life right now. Just maybe you're reeling and in need of healing from some trauma in your life, from childhood experiences, relationship breakup wounds, grief from death of loved ones, debilitating health diagnoses, infertility, loneliness and abandonment by those who were supposed to care for you but didn't, abuse, addiction, and so much more. Whatever it is, it's okay to cry about it and cry out in it. This is part of the process to getting freed up. And more than anything, 
I hope you know that God sees you just like he saw Hagar and Ishmael. He notices you. Did you know that you are forever engraved on the palms of God's hands and you are not forgotten? But what I believe is equally as encouraging to the fact that God sees you is the fact that God lets you see him too. When God opens our eyes, we see him more clearly, his provision, his promises, and his plan, even when that plan takes time to completely unfold. When we see him, we can see peace in our situation that we didn't before. We can see comfort that seemed to be nowhere in sight. We see faith that was inside of us all along, but needed to be uncovered under all the junk that was stacked on top of it. And so today, as I close, I want to encourage you as I encourage myself. Let God open your eyes. Survive through it. Thrive anyhow. Live anyway. Succeed anywhere you are. You are being freed up. And there is absolutely life after trauma. I hope that this journey down the memory lane of 2021 has been inspiring and encouraging for you. As we approach the year of 2022, I am looking forward to hosting our content around this theme, investing. We spent 2021 in this mode of releasing, and now for 2022, we want to be ready to do some investing. Our theme scripture is Galatians 6 and 9. Do not get weary in doing well, for in due season, you will be able to reap a harvest if you don't give up. That is what our focus is going to be on. We're going to cover a lot of topics next year rooted in relationships and investing in relationships, investing in ourselves, investing in the work that we need to do to continue on the path of being freed up. So I'm going to look forward to connecting with you in 2022, God willing. I hope you have a safe, happy, and enjoyable Christmas season, remembering that God loves you. I love you. And make sure during this time and beyond, you take care of you. See you in 22.